hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Zero Hours with me, Mikey Brown. My cohorts tonight, it's a different night, it's uh, river season is over, so I got the whole house, I got the whole house, I got the wife, I've got Gypsy Mae Brown, aka the Gypster, rest in peace to my chuckles. And, of course, I have my other fur kids all in sleep right now. Olaf Skippyson Brown, a.k.a. Skippy. And JoJo Snickerdoodle Brown, a.k.a. Snickers. Uh, once again, beautifully uh, contented information from Fred X and Arkansas. And they're my helpers every week, and I appreciate that. And we'll get into another episode. Uh, it's Friday night, one of the last nights at the complex. I'll be moving from the complex to the compound. Yes, it will be at a TZH compound here in a couple weeks. I'll have one week off and Good Friday or Black Friday. Yeah, not Good Friday. Black Friday will be uh, the first one at the compound. I got one more here at the complex after this. Take the week off and then go into the compound. We're moving to a new home. So, zero hours moving on. But, uh, the episode tonight. Yeah, the, the elephant in the room, the big talk of the town. And, of course, the libs will say it's not that big of a deal and it wasn't a thing. And it was a true blue authentic attack and all this stuff. We have to talk about the hammer time. Paul Pelosi. Now, a lot of questions have came up about this incident at the Speaker of the House. Uh, house, I guess. Speaker of the House's house. But she wasn't there, but her husband, Paul Pelosi Sr., was there. And he got beaten in the head pretty badly with a hammer and everybody's seen the pictures and oh no you know some crazy MAGA you know they were comparing it to January 6th of the, of the west coast they were doing this and that then all this information started coming out okay there's much more questions in my mind now that I've seen some of this information and forgive me if I'm off kilter a little bit. I am a little tired today doing this podcast later than normal, but bear with me. Bear with me. I will get it out tonight. Um, get back to Paul Pelosi. Now, this David DePace, who is an illegal alien, he's a drug addict, lives in a van that's got a, like a hippie van with BLM flags on it, and a nudist activist. Yeah, that spells that real does that that dispels out MAGA to me. I mean, it spells out right wing conservative. So it's like, uh, what are you guys even thinking? Once this information came to light, it had to be the the MAGA angle went out the window. No way, shape, or form this motherfucker's a Trump support. There, there is absolutely no forethought should be in the head of anybody that this guy is nothing more than a liberal and the nudist activist thing i i thought that was his ex-partner that was the more the nudist activist but they say this guy is too but it, you know like i said last week on the podcast when a little bit came out was they get, you get what you ask for you get what you pay for with these people you let illegal aliens in in the country and you know, they show up on your doorstep. That's just how it is. Now, here's some of the other questions. Supposedly, he, he climbed in through a window on the third floor. Okay, makes sense. The police were called. Now, I heard it was a wellness check, and then I've heard now it's a, it was the police were actually called by Pelosi, I guess. And they were in there together. Does the pace and Pelosi in the house together for 30 minutes? Now, when the cops arrived, they didn't know it was the Speaker of the House's residence. 
And they knocked on the door, and who answers the door but Paul Pelosi Sr. In his underwear, at 2.30 in the morning, whatever, 3 o'clock, whatever it was by the time they got there. And he didn't beg and plead and act like he was in any danger. They actually said he turned back towards the pace, and that's when the assault began. And the, the where's Nancy thing come up. I don't know if he waited a half hour to scream, where's Nancy? I, that this, It's a very confusing thing to me. But he walked back towards him, and then the hammer and assault started. So, none of it makes sense. It, it sounds to me like a gay prostitute thing gone bad. And I don't know if it got out of hand, or Pelosi was so drunk he got rough with this guy, or what the fuck was going on. But the original, you know, comparing it to January 6th, and then which is nothing. I mean, you guess you could compare it to that. I'm surprised they didn't compare it to Pearl Harbor and 9-11 like uh, old Campbelltoe did. But this guy, Pelosi's hiding some shit. There's a, I mean, but I don't understand him either because your wife goes out and spends, you know, a bunch of money to get these new this new rack at 82 years old. 82 years old, she gets, you know, new breast implants. And Pelosi, for an old lady, she's still got it going on body-wise. I know that sounds sickening, but she's she's got, you know, brand new cans at 82 years old. So but this guy must not be buying into it too much. Because my, my heart of hearts is saying this, this is not an invasion. This was a planned meeting, whether they just hooked up, if it was Tinder, whether it was, you know, uh, Craigslist or some kind of prostitute ring or through a friend of theirs. I don't know. I can't imagine Paul Pelosi being hooked up with a hippie, nudist activist, BLM supporter, drug addicts that are illegal aliens, but hey, that's the Democrat way. So none of it would surprise me. But what does surprise in the hammer thing, and both of them having hammers, supposedly, and NBC News ran a story on this. It had like in-depth information, a lot of this stuff that I'm saying. And they put it on there, like Mass News, NBC. You know, that's a top flight, you know, top flight news. Apparently, it's supposed to be, anyway. They put this report by uh, Miguel, I can't remember his last name, but he was a, he's a, a reporter on NBC. And he put the whole timeline together and, you know, it sounded kind of eerily suspicious that he wasn't as innocent as he was saying and he might have been doing some other things with that hammer besides getting this skull fractured at the end there i you know and i'm just speculating i'm in a, 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 a my opinion is this guy got messed up drunk ordered a male prostitute this dude showed up it got out of hand but he figured out who it was and pelosi Probably got belligerent with this guy, and somebody called the cops, whether it be Pelosi or, or this DePace. And the cops showed up, and then Pelosi finally probably realized he was in fucking trouble here, and he had to make it look like an assault. And that's the best thing I can come up with. The whole thing is fucking weird. It's typical California shit, I guess. But they live in Washington or California, San Francisco, whatever. Washington's the same way with, like, weird shit going on there. And now there's weird shit on the left coast. San Francisco doesn't surprise me that there's weird shit going on like that. But what gets me about all this is, number one, the NBC took that story down too sweet. Like, very quickly. And took the video off of their website and off this reporter's website. And said it did not meet the uh, standards of NBC News reporting. So I think there's when something gets pulled that quick, it's usually not because it's not true. It's because they don't want people to know the truth. 
That's just my two cents on on why they pulled that story. It wasn't because a slander or they could get sued for it. I think it was the big boys said pull that shit off. And NBC knows when they know where uh, their money's made. They know where you know what bed they lie in. So they did what they were told, as most media companies do. And you know it it just went off really quick. Now uh, the the med the the whole thing about all this is they they said he was MAGA right away. They could tell he was MAGA, and he of course now we know he's not. And they've done this before, where they thought, oh, this guy's MAGA, and they end up being absolutely not MAGA. But they haven't found like the media. They dig into so much stuff. Now they might have this NBC story might have been correct, but the media they they can't find who the J J six pipe bomber was. They don't know who the hell it is. They don't know who who leaked out Roe versus Wade being overturned earlier than when it happened from the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court. They don't know any of Epstein's list. I mean, if they do, they're not going to share it with us. They don't have any motives for some of these school shootings and Las Vegas shooting and all this piece. But they knew this guy was MAGA within an hour. Within the hour, they knew this guy had to be MAGA. I mean, come on. Paul, you were playing, you know, tickle my liver with fucking hammers. And, you know, it's like, it reminds me of Brokeback, you know, Brokeback Mountain. I seen the meme with the with the hammer, the pink hammer they had. But it's like, I can't quit you, Ennis. I could hear this Dave the bass. I can't quit you, Paul Pelosi. And I had just some fuckery. It's more fuckery. And it doesn't surprise me at all as Pelosi's are involved in this shit. So uh, the assault, the horrendous, heinous assault that compared to, you know, the worst day in American history with J6. And it's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. Dude got caught up. That That's my, I guess you call it a conspiracy theory. But it's really just my opinion based on the information I have received. That this guy likes to wang. He likes other shit shoved up his ass as well. Because Nancy ain't getting it done for him. Even with a new rack at 82 years old. Okay, my opinion. It's my opinion. I'm allowed to have my opinion. Stop. Hammer time. Yeah, I like it. Well, well while we're talking about uh, Speaker of the House and all this shit, we might as well swing to United States elections are coming up on Tuesday. So Tuesday could be a great day in American history, a great day for right-wing conservatives, or it could be further down the shithole of chaos we go. All depending on what what wave hits. Red tsunami, blue tsunami. Which one's coming? And there's a lot of tight races as far as Senate seats and governors. Like the one the one that stands out that they've been kind of hitting on a lot is Pennsylvania, of course, with this guy that had a stroke in May, and and unfortunately anybody has a stroke. But is he mentally cognitive enough? He 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 has trouble speaking. He's like a uh, like I said last week, a kind of a younger, dumpier Joe Biden, and he just doesn't get it for me. He he speaks in gibberish and he speaks backwards and. Yeah, sideways and everything else that Joe Biden does do. And not to slight the man for having a damn stroke, but you shouldn't be in the Senate if you're having cognitive problems. It just shouldn't be. Now, Dr. Oz, do I think he's a great choice? No, but he's definitely better than this Fetterman is. Then you got Georgia with, and I'll get more into Fetterman later. Georgia's got a pretty good uh, race going with Herschel Walker. He's getting a lot of flack back about shit down there. And it's like they're starting to bring out the 
bringing out the horns on old Herschel, you know, and it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, you guys are ruthless. Here, here he's a, a hero to the state of Georgia, but I digress, you know, I guess things change, just like they did with Trump when he wasn't a racist when he was on Comedy Central getting roasted by Snoop Dogg as soon as he's president. He's a piece of fucking trash, white supremacist, racist, misogynistic bastard. So a lot of things change. And, and the other thing, that I guess why well, I'm talking about uh, Hamet Oz from Pennsylvania, you know, Dr. Oz had the show, and, and Oprah was his big Big, a big part of why he got his own, you know, show and all this. And Oprah had him on like she did with Dr. Phil years ago. And Oprah was a big proponent for Dr. Oz, but she has endorsed Kevin, whatever that guy's name is, Fetterman. I don't know what his first name is. It's kind of like Kramer from Seinfeld. I just call him Fetterman. And, uh, you know, I was surprised that she endorsed Fetterman over Oz, but you know, he made the proper speech on, uh, proper reply to it on social media saying, you know, just because we don't have the same political views, I still love Oprah for the, all the stuff she did for me. And, and he, uh, he played it right. But, you know, this kind of, I mean, it's not a shock that Oprah would be a libtard. That's not a, that's not the problem. It's just, I thought Dr. Oz, she might even stay neutral. So I don't know why she even got in it, but. So be it. She's in it. Then you got uh, Masters. Blake Masters out in Arizona is a very intriguing one. With uh, he's going against Mark Kelly. And earlier today, I thought I thought Mark Kelly was running for governor, and Arkansas had to correct me on that. And uh, it's Katie Hobbs that's running against Kerry Lake, and this Mark Kelly I think is the one running against Blake Masters. For the Senate seat, and I'm hoping Blake Masters wins. I, I don't, you know, never know about Arizona. It's one of them things. Pennsylvania, they always the big cities anyway. Keep they keep voting for these fucking moron Democrats, man. They just Fetterman's still slight edge over Oz in that Senate race, and now you got uh, this. Masters and Kelly, they say it's going to be super tight. Now, Carrie Lake, I, I I mentioned this to Arkansas earlier. If Carrie Lake does not win the governor of Arizona, I have to believe that Arizona and every election software or paper ballots or whatever in Arizona is fucking rigged. I just don't see how Carrie Lake... I haven't even, know, like I said, I didn't even know who she was running against. So I'm thinking Arizona, this lady's pretty enig enigmatic or whatever you call that. Like uh, out there, charismatic, got a lot of charisma, got a lot of fortitude to her. A bulldog, as uh, you know, Arkansas said, a bulldog. And uh, she goes after people. And it's quite obvious she went after Hillary Clinton. They were trading tweets back and forth, and she mentioned that you know her her got her uh, brake lines work work just fine, and she's not suicidal, and she doesn't plan on being around any firearms and all this stuff. And they were barbing back and forth, and she brought up like Seth Rich that you know I thought was great because you know just on the old Clinton line of mysterious deaths surrounding the Clinton Clinton Foundation and all that stuff. Carrie Lake pointed it out very brutal she's like a DeSantis clone Trump mixture but a female and then she went after the girl I the lady I thought she was like was Hillary but Hillary's bad Carrie Lake would be for good it's like God versus Satan kind of thing it's I don't want to go that far but it's it was a She's definitely got some some cajones and and she'll cause problems for the Democrats. That's no no doubt about it. And I hope to see that happen. Carrie Lake should win governor of Arizona. In Ohio, a couple things. Uh, issue one, I didn't know much about it, so I was like, well, I'm gonna read it. I was kind of told by my conservative. I get conservative flyer in the mail, of course, because I I'm registered 
conservative Republican. And it's uh, pretty much issue one is going to be a yes, just because I don't like the liberals letting the criminals off with less less bail and all this shit. Kind of what it boiled down to it was almost a almost a purge like Chicago's going to have. You don't have to cash bail and all this shit. So that's going to be a yes to, to, to issue one to debunk that shit. And for governor, I have to go with DeWine, even though I didn't like how he handled the woo flu at all. I really don't like some of his stuff that he does, but, you know, there is a shit ton of jobs coming to Ohio. And the person that's running against is Nan Whaley, which is the mayor of Dayton, which if you know Dayton, you know it's kind of a shit dump. We don't need the, we don't need the shit dump state. We got shit dump cities all over the state. Now, let's just leave the state alone. So, old Froggy himself, old Mikey DeWine's going to get my vote again, unfortunately, for no no better candidates, really. I mean, Blystone would have been nice if he would have got the nod, but, hey, you go with what you got. So, it's Mike DeWine for me. Now, we go back to Pennsylvania for a minute with, with Oz and Fetterman. It's not so much about them, but the Department of State in Pennsylvania has sent out 249,000 ballots for 2022. And you say, well, Mike, that's not a big deal. 249,000 ballots. It's not, you know, it's not much for the whole state of Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. That's to unverified voters. So there again, we're a quarter of a million votes down from the get because you're sending out unverified voter ballots to people. And more than likely than not, you know, you know which way they're going to vote, the blue, the, the blue. And Pennsylvania being such a tight state with all the corruption they have in Philadelphia and, you know, Pittsburgh and all these places, not so much Pittsburgh, but Philadelphia for sure is quite the conundrum there. <laughs> and they've never had really good election uh, results from there. And, and, and they talk about, Biden was spewing about it too, how it's going to take days to get the results of this stuff from all these elections, right? And the democracy is on the ballot. Everybody and their brother in mainstream libtard mania media has been saying the same thing. Democracy is on the ballot. And it's going to be a few days before we know any results. And somebody just on TikTok or someplace put on a, a little meme or a little two-minute speech or something. That made sense to me. We have 256 million tickets being sold for the Powerball coming up, which is a little over a billion dollars, like $1.5 billion Powerball. In a, a four-hour window now, with technology we have today, 256 million, tic million tickets bought. Probably more than, you know, that's as much as what the whole country vote. In a four-hour window, they can turn it around and know if anybody won, what state they were in, what store it was bought at, and what time. In four-hour window. But we can't do elections in three, four days. We have to wait. I, I just, you know, that's kind of the shit that blows my mind. How, how I don't remember ever having to wait three, four, five days for a fucking election result. And you would think technology's gotten better. It should go faster. It should be easier. But it's like we're back in fucking Laura Engel's time. You're writing, you know, we're caveman days. We're carving it into a fucking stone and Pony Expressing the motherfucker somewhere. You know, it's putting it on dinosaur and letting them walk. I, I don't get it. Why it takes so fucking long for these election results. I, I, I have yet to understand that and... If you know the answer, please clue me in. Because I do not understand how it takes so long. Now, the other thing about an election, it's kind of tied into the elections. In Texas, this Judge Hoyt, I forget his first name, but it's a, it's a Texas judge, 
he's put in jail now the the true the vote co-founders you know Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips for basically not disclosing the election fraud sources that they had that 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 Eugene Hugh had, had that company and he has ties to China which we kind of think is a big player in these elections because they really want to know how we run elections. So they wouldn't give it up. They would not give up their fraud. You know, they're not going to do it. So true to vote people and they got put in jail. And, you know, they were famous from the pit because, you know, they did that pit uh, conference or whatever in Arizona and, then they had this the Tiger Project, and they're all on this True the Vote uh, deal. So they wouldn't give up the whistleblower. Basically, the I don't know if it's a whistleblower or just their source. I say it's more like their source of how they knew that this guy was fucking cheating with the voting machines this Eugene Hugh and who tried to fucking run. So that should tell you something. I talked about him before. And it's just, it's funny that now, you know, the people that are telling people the truth are getting jailed because they won't give up their source because that source would probably be either arrested somehow or unalived. And I'm surprised Engelbrecht and Phillips are still standing, to tell you the truth. So... We'll see what happens with that. Now, Texas surprised me. You know, fucking Texas, really? So, I mean, I don't know if this judge is a libtard or if it's pressure from, you know, the Dems that are doing this. I, I don't know about that. I just know that they were jailed for it. It's a crock of shit. That's basically, in my mind, it's all a crock of shit. And... If Eugene Hugh wouldn't have been fucking trying to run, I would have said maybe he got a case. But the fact that he was caught at the airport trying to fucking flee should have been all the news that this guy's guilty as shit and they pointed him out and that should be the end of the story. Doesn't matter the source. Doesn't matter. Get, get Squeeze that blood out of his ass till he tells you how he fucking did it. The source should be the lowest on your list but that's what they worry about see they worry about shit backwards priorities are all fucked up but we're not the only place you know as bad as our elections have been really over the last 20 years because the hanging chat incident in 2000 and you know we had some forced the supposed collusion in 2016 that turned out to be shit but it was the upset of the political, it was like the biggest upset in political, uh, except for maybe Dewey, when Dewey was supposed to beat Truman, and Truman ended up winning that, but Trump beating Hillary was like a big thing. Nobody expected that shit to work or happen. So they had to go after some reason to, to stall for time. None of that shit worked. He's Teflon Don. He's still Teflon Don. I still haven't heard anything that that could be criminal uh, of any sort of any sort sticking to the dom so but you know it doesn't just happen here i mean election fraud has been pretty prevalent all over the world venezuela i mean and and shit like that it's pretty much outright you know that's a that's a scam and uh brazil now has they have quite the quandary going on in brazil and fred x sent me a lot of stuff about this uh, a lot of the crowds uh gathering i mean there's hundreds of thousands of fucking people quarter of a million at one spot protesting because this i don't know how to say his name jair i think J J jair maybe uh bolsonaro which I've already talked about him before. I watched a movie about his and his family, a little uh, documentary that I got sent a while back. But he won't concede. He's playing like the Trump card here, I guess, the same thing. And the, this president-elect, Lula, is a nickname. Uh, he's got a full name, but Lula is what he's known as. He was president before 
wasn't well liked, wasn't well received. And I think the country of Brazil just calling it out and saying this is bullshit. No, no way the majority. It's, it, it reminds me of a Trump-Biden thing. That you would think there's no fucking way buffoon beat the orange man. I mean, it just don't, it doesn't compute. Now, it might be the same thing in Brazil. It, it might be that it was just people don't get it and there's certain big parts of Brazil that voted for this fucking Lula, but the people ain't buying it in Brazil. And they are just rioting. They're not really rioting it. They're protesting pretty hard. I mean, hundreds of fucking thousands. Do you think J6 was bad? They couldn't. It was like a, that's like a little league game compared to the World Series uh, of what's going on in Brazil. And, you know, we've had this stuff going on here lately in Sri Lanka. And then you've got the fucking whole UK mess. You've got all these other people stepping down all these places. It's been a whirlwind as far as world leaders go. And Brazil, now the people there are even asking for the fucking military to intervene. Because they think it's bullshit that this Lula is back at the helm. Brazil wasn't very good when Lula had the fucking range before. And this Bolsonaro, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I can't remember it. Um, he won't concede, but, you know, people are behind him a little bit. Sounds like uh, at least a big chunk of the ones that go out and support with protest. And it could be the, just the opposite of the United States because you only see a lot except for, of course, January 6th, the worst day in American history, the fucking storming of the Capitol bullshit they make it out to be. But other than that, all you see is the left doing these crazy protests and riots and burning shit to the fucking ground. And it might be that that's the, the way Brazil is, vice versa. Maybe it's the right-wing right, right -wing people in Brazil that feel more protesty and the leftists don't do it as much. I don't know. I don't know. Not real enshrined in Brazilian history as far as elections go. Even Brazil history in, in general. But asking the military to intervene is a pretty big fucking deal, I would think. And Brazil's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Like France was, you know, when Macron and uh, I can't remember her name either, but she was the right-wing part of France, and it got down to the wire, Macron won, Marcon, whatever the fuck his name is, because I always forget it. But it, it had a little uprising, but kind of seemed like I haven't heard much about France. Maybe after a while, you got to learn to accept it like we did with piss pants. I mean, you got to learn to live with it, even though it sucks. Because this buffoon shouldn't be leading nothing. He shouldn't even be saying grace at the dinner table. I'm sure he'd, he'd fuck it up without a prompter. I mean, that's just how it is. But Brazil? Yeah. Watch Brazil. Keep your eyes on Brazil. It could be interesting down there. Now I go to Israel. Now their prime minister did concede to what's going to be the new leader. This Ben, not a, not a, I can't, I ain't no way I can pronounce that last name. Ned and Ned and Whitechu, Ned and Whitechu, I don't know, but he's far right, and Israel's not. They're really not prone to having far right uh, allies, all skipping in on this one guy, and it, it's like could be interesting in Israel too. I I don't know how much protesting is going on there. I don't really know of a lot of protest, uh, or you don't hear about them from Israel, but. Still another changing of the guard. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with some of these new regimes. You had Italy change to a far right. Now you got Israel changes to a far right. You don't know what the fuck this guy in the uh, UK, this Rishi or whatever his name is, He, what's he going to do? Is he going to be, he's probably leftist, but don't know. He, he might be more of a right guy. I don't. I don't know much about that guy. But it's interesting that all these places starting to lean towards the right. And the more it leans toward the right, the more I'm happy about the chances we have to survive. Not They're not great chances. They're not great odds. I mean, our 
fucking economy sucks. And we have the White House press secretary telling us it's great. And the Treasury, you know, the Department of Treasury telling us it's fucking fantastic. And piss pants talking about, you know, inflation's down and all this crap. While we're suck, suffering through a fucking diesel shortage that could stop shit in its tracks. I mean, it's not out. I mean, there are a lot of people, they overreact. So, oh, I, five gas stations I walk, went by or out of diesel and then when you, you ask them to produce a name they can't fucking do it and it, it don't lie about it i mean if we think diesel's coming to a shortage okay now we if we don't see it around us you know why say anything just we think it's a possibility that it could go shortage but don't start making up shit that that's a leftist that's a leftist mentality we don't make try to make up shit on the right i don't try to make shit up even like I was talking about what Pelosi earlier. That's not me making shit up. That's me watching multiple news channels. It's not just Fox News. It's not just MSNBC. It, NBC was involved in this one. And, and there's other stories on different countries. BBC, uh, Sky News Australia. They all have different takes on all this shit too. And I try to watch, I didn't watch them as much this week, but I did today. I tried to cram it in. That's why I'm doing this late podcast and why I'm a little tired. That's why I'm just dragging a little bit, but I'm still trying to get my point across that the elections are not just fucked up in the United States. They're fucked up a lot of places, but I'm not really worried about everybody else's election. I'm worried about what happens Tuesday because I need, we need the fucking red wave or we're in a lot of trouble. That's just my simple thought process is something has to change. If we keep going like we are now, it's never going to get better. And we got to do something. If we control the house and the Senate, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Even if we get one out of two, it'll help. Both would be a slam dunk. Both would be the red wave. We were at, we were asking for on the ride anyway, but elections, Tuesday, get out and vote. Make it at least think you're making a difference. We might not be. Our vote might not get counted. Who knows? But I'm still going to make the effort. And I'm trying to save our democracy. The democracy's on the ballot. You know, no. Democracy is not on the ballot. People that you think will lead the country the best or your state the best, their names are on the fucking ballot. And you choose one of those. You vote for who you think can do a better job. That's called democracy. Democracy is not fucking being threatened. And we're not having it on the ballot. So just shut the fuck up with that. And it's been beat into the ground by the left. And they talk about what the right does. And I got some other shit later for you. For that. But now we're going to move across the, across the world. We're going to go across the flat earth. Not the globe. We're going to go across the flat earth. Coco. Uh, the Russian sanctions, you know, the, a lot of the, the, we put Russian sanctions on all the NATO countries have been putting sanctions on Russia. Well, that shit's all backfire and it's backfiring pretty quickly because it's just this looming energy, energy crisis we got. And, and now there's protest in a lot of these NATO countries. They just erupted everywhere saying, you know, I can pull these sanctions because we're going to, the winter's coming and we're going to fucking freeze without the oil and then, you know, fossil fuels of all kinds and, and the, the all the, the grain and everything from the Ukraine. It's like, we're going to starve to death. And a lot of NATO, NATO countries, especially in Europe, are not fucking real thrilled with the sanctions put on Russia. Now... We're not feeling the pinch as bad over here yet, but you got it's got to trickle down at some point because they're a pretty big exporter. And so is Ukraine for a lot of shit we need. Just even for, like, sensors or shit for cars or lithium, you know, for batteries for the new electrified future we're supposed to be in. A lot of stuff we that they have that we need... I know that's why we're spending a lot of fucking drug, you know, uh, hush money for them because we need a lot of shit from them and they got our skeletons buried over there for the Ukraine. But 
it's about time to back off the sanctions on Russia and, and let them make some money because we need what they have. We just It's the fucking truth. It's a barter system. It's a supply and demand. They have what we need. And a lot of, as, even the, the, the DEF fluid or whatever the hell it is for diesel, for truck. They got it. We need it. And, and it's simple. And for what's going on over there at this point, just fucking call it, man. Just fucking call that shit. There's nobody doing nothing over there but pussyfooting the fuck around anyway. So, yeah. But a lot of other NATO, NATO countries are thinking exactly like I'm thinking right now. And that's one of those things where you look it up. You guys don't believe me that I'm making this shit up. All you got to do is Apple News. This is where I got, you know, some of this stuff from, I get it on my iPad. When I open it up, there's fucking news from every source you can think of. You know, got Bloomberg, got Wall Street Journal, got fucking Vanity Fair, got all this bullshit. Hey, even the left hard stuff like Vanity Fair, you know, that's as left as left can get. But I still get news from it. I still, I might not agree with how they say it, but it's still news. I don't know. I just know Russia's, this thing's dragging ass. And we do know China, uh, today actually, we know Russia had been saying, uh, warning about using some nukes in the Ukraine. Uh, President Xi wasn't real thrilled with that today, I guess. And, you know, Russia and China are pretty, pretty much on the same side. And, you know, have very few limited disagreements. But President Xi, he made a statement in Beijing today. He had a meeting with the German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz. And he warned him not to use nukes. And I don't know how much Vladimir Putin gives a fuck what General President Xi says. But China's big, you know, they're a big boy to mess with. And I don't know that Russia wants to go down that path. Now, was that truly what he said? Or was it for show? From Chi, you know, you don't, I can't, I don't trust any of these people. You know, North Korea and South Korea has got shit going on. You know, hot, you know, U.S. and South Korea are doing fucking exercises. So what's North Korea do? They got missile launch testing and all this shit. It's a big fucking game. It's like a, a board game. We're all stuck in it. And, you know, China warning fucking Russia. Will Russia give a fuck? Will Russia use nukes? I doubt it. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Based on everything I've heard, based on everything Putin's ever said, I just don't see him nuking the country that uh, he's trying to liberate. I can't I can't see him nuking them. That's not going to sor- serve any purpose at all for his agenda. But you never know. Now... It, Back to the United States, I had some things today. Today was the deadline for Trump. He was subpoenaed, you know, in that J6 committee uh, about the documents at his house, the classified documents, and supposedly he's got text messages and and all this stuff they want to gather and collect from Donald Trump. Today was the was the deadline as far as the subpoena goes, and. For the committee? I don't know. I didn't hear much about it today. I just knew today was the deadline. That's what they said. And I don't know if he said fuck you and didn't go. Or if he did it and it's low key. Who knows. But we'll see if that has any bearing on anything coming up here. Uh, Don gets fucking whacked. You know, if he gets busted with doing stupid shit. Guess we'll know soon enough. But it had to be pretty fucking concrete proof. Because I'm not. Just buying what a liberal tells me. And they shouldn't buy what I tell anybody either. I mean, you got to look at it yourself. Fucking dig a little deeper. And the other headline in the United States today was, was conf- kind of confusing to me a little bit. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be, but, you know, I kind of thought that in the Supreme Court, I thought this Judge Amy Comey Barrett or whatever her name is, Amy, Amy Barrett, I guess Judge Barrett, I thought she was more like a deep-line conservative about most things, but it sounds like she might not be about certain things because she denied the 
there was a, con, a conservative group that put a second, the second time they've done it, was a challenge to, to block the Biden student debt forgiveness. They wanted to block it. And the first one got denied by Barrett. And second one got denied today by Amy Barrett. Um, it was because it was put in the 7th District Court in Chicago, I believe. And that's where she still resides. I mean, as far as her courtship or whatnot with Supreme Court, her area, I don't know how it works. But she did it, I guess, on her own and denied the group for the second time. So I, she must want, she must be in agreement with this student loan forgiveness thing. I, who knows? I didn't know she would be, but yeah, she is, she is, I guess. Um, it's just kind of weird. I didn't think, you know, I would expect that to be a more moderate or leftist judge, but okay. Amy Barrett's got her reasons, I'm sure. I, I don't know what they are, but I'm sure she's got them. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward here, we're doing pretty good on time. I got about 15 minutes left. Good celebrities. The celebrities, you know, um, not a whole lot of celebrity news this week. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., though, he was one I talked about maybe a couple episodes ago where I told him to stay the fuck out of New York City because he gets busted for stupid shit every time he's there. Well, he ended up having to pay the piper. Well, it's not bad compared to, like, Alec Rust Baldwin's fucking... $25 million you're getting sued for. But Cuba Gooding had to give, probably grab the girl on the ass or smacked her tit or something. I don't know what the hell he did. And a bartender in, in New York, he groped. And sometimes that's how they say he groped her in 2018. Don't know the extent of the groping. But he had to, he had to pony up 80 grand. You know, probably not a shit ton for Cuba Gooding, but. He hasn't been prominent for a while, so it probably hurt him a little bit. Probably stung a little bit to write out that check, but better than the alternative. You know, could have turned into a big old thing, and you know, he still has a chance now to go back to acting and all that shit, I'm sure. He's got to stay the fuck out of New York there, Cuba. Stay the fuck out of New York City, dude. I mean, you, I wouldn't set foot in the state anymore. Fuck, fuck that. I ain't got, you got no luck in New York, dude. He's just picked up for everything in New York. Then we got a couple uh, newscasters. I guess I put them in as celebrities because I don't really know where else to put them. So we got the toxic, what I the toxic racist, what I call fucking bitch, MSNBC host Tiffany Cross. Now anybody that that knows me knows I I don't use a c word like a comma. This girl she's pretty much cunt because. You know, she's just not a nice person, and she's one of those racists that, you know, they say they can't be racist with their black bullshit. Because this lady was fired from MSNBC for promoting genocide against white people. So, if I'm a white reporter on Fox News, and I want genocide against all blacks... I am the second coming of Hitler, right? I'm the fucking Ku Klux Klan. I'm the grand wizard of the Aryan nation wizards, dragons, whatever the fuck they're called now. And this lady was a, a fucking reporter, but she promoted genocide against white people. And now she's shocked. At least a lot of, I don't know if she is, but a lot of supporters I've seen on this, like the, the feed where I saw this, are all mad about it. You know, she should be in the you know, first, first Amendment, freedom of speech. Yeah, that's fine. I believe in the First Amendment wholeheartedly. But if I also believe that it's company's right that if they don't want you promoting genocide, then they can fire your fucking ass. So, you know, <laughs> go get a job like you told the Keystone workers. Go get a different job. You know, 11,000 of them fucker people. Hey, go get a different job. And that's another thing. I'll talk about it here in a minute. 
But the last one, I was going to put this in the gaffs, but I was like, no, it, it's it's just par for the course. It's not really a gaff for this dumb bitch. And another MSNBC superhero, Enjoy Reed, you know, another racist black, black woman anchor or reporter. She's now saying that the Republicans and the MAGA, the MAGA movement and the Republicans and conservatives or whatever have all taught people the word inflation. That nobody knows what inflation means or is. And that we're just making it up like some scary story because inflation doesn't exist. We're just making it up because people never used the word inflation before. So now we're reinventing the word inflation. And, all, and she just went on this tangent. I'm like, the reason you didn't hear the word inflation a lot over the last you know, five, six years, because we didn't have it. We didn't have it like we do now. A fuck are you talking about? You dingbat. I mean, yeah, we're making up words now. Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? Making up words. I'll make up inflation. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, my God. Inflation was the highest, one of the highest things when Jimmy Carter was around. And how the fuck do you invent a word that's been around for decades? You stupid ignoramus. What a dumb bitch. I mean, just unreal. I got it. I can't. My head hurts. I got to keep going with this. Go to Twitter. Yeah, this was a big one. I was going to start with this one. And, you know, Elon, after buying the company, fired the top four executives, sweeping this fucking nonchalant and doing it live on podcasts with one girl. He just, he has no cooth. This dude fired 3,700 people yesterday. Today, maybe even. I think today was their last day. Via email. Not not a text, not in person, not a phone call. Fucking email. Like 95% of, of Asia, Twitter, gone, fired. 85% in India, gone, fired. Just cleaning fucking house. Elon doesn't give no fucks. And he sends people email. The one I saw, the guy actually was on TikTok showing it. The one he got. And it's like, it's time for you to leave the nest. You're fired. Had a picture of Elon laughing. And he thought it was a joke because he's like a high engineer there and been there at Twitter for over five years. And he gets hold of the lady that actually sent the, the email. It was his HR rep, basically, for, for Elon. She goes, oh, no, it's not a joke. You're fired. And... Heads are spinning right now. I mean, these fuckers that didn't think Elon was going to do any of this shit. That he was going to be mediocre about it. And no, he's losing money. He ain't going to lose fucking money. He wants fucking bottom line to be better. And it sounds like he had a lot of dead weight. 3,700 people to be exact. Now, is that helping the economy? By, you know, America's not, not all of it, of course. But is it hurting the economy by people losing their jobs? Yeah, I guess. But. In the scheme of things, why should this guy lose money when he doesn't? He knows he doesn't need those 3,700 people to have bots. You know, that's what he's trying to prove, I think. And he's on a roll because he fucking fact-checked the White House today. Beautiful. It was beautiful. They were trying to, to get this bullshit through, of course, right before the midterms, that this tweet was claiming piss pants is given... You know, the American senior citizens, the biggest boost in Social Security in 10 fucking years. Well, Musk and his crew there, they politely <laughs> fact-checked that shit. Because, you know, it's based on, like, income and interest rates and all this stuff. Nameless to say, it was a fucking play on words, and it was not as it seemed. And they had to retract that. And they were forced to delete it. So it's like, win for Elon, a win for the good guys. That's fucking beautiful. Anyway, it just goes on, doesn't it? I'm going to do the gaffes because I have no look it up tonight because, eh, fuck, you can't find nothing to look up in this shit show. 
Look up the Pelosi thing if you want something to look up. I'll give you that. Look up the whole Pelosi incident on every news thing you can do and compare them. But I got a couple gaffes since I got five minutes left here. Uh, the first one, of course, is our resident, selected resident, but the all-time greatest gaffer in the history of our illustrious country. Joseph Robinette Pisspants Biden Jr. Pissy McGee. He had a little problem with the prompter again. This one wasn't as bad as some of the ones he did. But it's just the way he stuttered around it. You know, it was like, the quote was, was this. It said, I said when I ran for the president and I got elected president, I'd be the senator. Oh, excuse me, uh, go from being senator to president. Like, yeah, that's kind of how it works, you dumb son of a bitch. You are a fucking idiot, dude. Oh, Lord. This guy, really? 81 million votes. Really? He's not as smart as a teleprompter. He, he's led around by the babysitter. He's told what to do by every constituent that fucking has him by the short hairs. It's embarrassing. It's just, it just keeps getting worse. And he he had another speech. So I'm sure he fucked some shit up this week. I know he did. But I didn't go back and look at it. Because I figure a gaff's a gaff with fucking piss pants. We all know he can't speak. And we all know he puts his foot in his mouth. And he's absolutely a fucking moron. It's pretty much par for the course. I mean, it really is. pretty Pretty much right there. Normal Robinette bullshit. Now, the other gap I have is our buddy Fetterman, you know, from the Pennsylvania Senate race. And I didn't watch the whole debate. I just seen clips of it uh, earlier in the week. And, you know, it looked like he looked like a buffoon. Like he, it looked like he'd had a stroke in May. And, and that's not to sound shitty. The dude's still just struggling to get back to normal. And it's like, I don't know why he's picking now to run for Senate. I understand that it's unfortunate it got right in the middle of your way when you're trying to run for a Senate office, but it might have just bit off more than you could chew, but he's still fucking, he's still making it close with Oz. It sounds like he's still ahead, actually. So maybe if, you know, what the fuck do I know? You know, I'm just a dumb fucking hillbilly here. But they got to the end of the debate, and I hadn't seen this one. And it's, it was, I just stared at the TV like, really? Fuck. But they were getting down there, and they asked the question, why would you be the best choice to be the senator for the state of Pennsylvania? You have 60 seconds to respond. Okay. Guy's first words out of his mouth, and I quote, Hello. Good night, everybody. That was fast. <laughs> you think, uh, okay. That's why you should be a senator, because you said hello? I don't know. I know he went on to talk after that. I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not trying to make everything, oh, like he just ended the speech here. But I'm just saying. What a fucked up way to start it. Hello, good night, everybody. Boy, we're going to have two peas in a pod with those two. Maybe that'll be the next president and vice president, right? Maybe piss pants will get old. Fetterman here to run with him. That's a champion fucking ticket right there. Holy moly. Well, I didn't get too upset tonight, and I and I didn't, like I said, me tired a little bit, but eh, I didn't get too wound up and had another good Friday night. And like I said, we got one more complex show. One more at the complex. We'll be moving to a different location, but it should be cool. It'll still be the same bullshit con you know content with me. So the zero hour 2021 at gmail.com. And Facebook has zero hours vlogs, blogs, and podcasts. As always, 
always trust and believe in your own conviction. And please, please, for the love of God, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time on another episode of the Zero Hours. Peace out. Thank you.